The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. It's eight minutes after eight. Time for the Forum at eight here on AM Live on SAFM. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, we were meant to speak to Aubrey, uh, and he was going to speak to us about the series that we've embarked on, which has been a great success, where we have thought leaders writing exclusively for AM Live, for the Forum at eight, and then engaging them on their thoughts. And Aubrey, some of you, I note, did see the post that we had put up initially earlier yesterday for Aubrey but then of course we were overtaken by uh, the events that unfolded around the May Day uh, celebrations the Workers Day uh, commemorations across the country so we thought we should focus on that and then Aubrey will come back next week to engage us on his thoughts Uh, we'll put that piece up again sometime next week. Aubrey thank you so much for your time this morning Uh, Thank you Sakina and I must uh, put it on record that uh, because I was heckled uh, I am not talking about my piece this morning. You are heckled. <laughs> anyway, moving straight along to what happened yesterday. So um, looking at what happened across the country, the various uh, May Day rallies, and uh, most significant, of course, the main event where President Jacob Zuma did not even get the chance to speak. Uh, there were others also um, noteworthy that uh, Jesse Duarte and Baleka Mbete also uh, were booed, didn't get to speak. But then there was the incident in Gauteng uh, at the JSC where there was another rally, also a Kasatu rally, but Cyril, uh, uh, but Gwede uh, Mantashe was there, got to speak. Cyril Ramaphosa in Mpumalanga also got to speak. So what should we make of all these developments? Well, first of all, Sakina, we have come full circle. A decade ago, pr- former President Tabumbeki was, was in the middle of a rebellion against him. The, the, the difference being that he had completely lost control over the party. A decade later, as we go towards the National Conference of the ANC, the current president of the ANC and the country, Jacob Zuma, finds himself in the middle of a rebellion against him. But we must not look at what happened yesterday in isolation. What happened yesterday is part of a process of unraveling. The political life of the president has been unraveling for at least two years now. And we can do that kind of reading if we stop looking at every event, at each event in isolation. The question facing the ANC, because the political life of the president is going to unravel even further as we go forward, is whether they will save themselves from the prospects of unraveling with the president or not. That is the stark choice facing the ANC at the moment. And I think what happened yesterday happened also because the president and those around him misread the mood of uh, workers. But how so, given that there were clear 
pronouncements uh, by at least two of the bigger unions, Nahau and CWU, about their feelings on having the president speak. Um, I was asking Zizi Kotwa this question earlier. Stumot Lamini came out and acknowledged the president of Kasatu that they knew that the president would be booed and heckled. So how so? Well, let's look at that too in a, in a broader sense. Over the past few weeks, we've seen senior leaders of the ANC crisscrossing the country. We've seen Cyril Ramaphosa, Nkosazana Jamini Zuma, and others crisscrossing the country. And they've been speaking on platforms um, of their supporters, audiences constituted by people who support them. Effectively, what we've seen are these leaders doing something akin to asking your mother whether your mother loves you. That's what has been happening. Now, given the fact that this rally was in the free state, one of the heartlands of the Premier League, it was supposed to be a safe venue. It was supposed to be a place where the mother will love Jacob Zuma. When I say they misread the mood of the workers, they misread the platform. If this was an ANC platform, Isma Khashule and those around him who support President Jacob Zuma would have been able, to some extent, if not completely, to control the situation to the advantage of the president. But this is not, um, and this was not, an ANC platform. If you go even broader than that, you must go to August last year. Because what happened last year tells us something about the relationship between the ANC and the people. What we saw last year says that for decades, the ANC spoke about the people as one of the key motive forces of the revolution. And the outcome of the local government election told us that, yes, the people may still be a key motive force of the revolution, but the people have free and independent political will and have reached a point where they are beginning to exercise it to the uh, detriment and to the disadvantage of the ANC and of Jacob Zoma. So what we saw yesterday is a situation where on a Kosatu platform, the people were expressing their independent political will to the detriment of the president. But listening to um, uh, Ace Mahashule, uh, the uh, Premier of the province and also the chairperson of the African National Congress uh, since 1992 in the Free State, uh, he seemed to hold a different view because one of the questions he asked, and and I thought uh, it was, you know, quite interesting, he asked about the workers and their constituency. I don't know if you heard that, but but, but what did you make of such a question? I heard and saw um, Isma Khashoggi say that. But what else would he say under the circumstances? Because to, to the extent that there was a failure, there was a failure on his part. And there must be some anger uh, on the part of uh, the president and those around the president towards those it was deemed their job to make sure that nothing untoward happens um, at that rally. So one of the people who failed is Ace Mahashule himself. 
as 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 the leader of uh, the ANC. So those the word, those are the those ostensibly those were the words of uh, the arrogance of power, but in reality, those words came from a place of failure. It was his primary task to make sure that the president is not embarrassed in one of the heartlands of the Premier League, and he failed. His failure is, is important because what it says is that his understanding of what con- constitutes a constituency is not only a misreading. It does suggest that to some extent he and those around him are out of touch when it comes to the political mood, even in that province. But they are also out of touch with regard to how divided, not only the ANC, but the alliance has become. But also, that is the voice of someone who for too long has believed that he or they own the people. They own these constituencies. And and what was shown clearly yesterday is that This is a false sense of ownership because, as I said, the people are expressing free political will. And they're doing so to the disadvantage of the dominant faction in the ANC. Well, we're in conversation with Aubrey Machikto yesterday, reading into or trying to make sense of what happened yesterday uh, during the Workers' Day celebrations across the country. And the lines are open 0891-104-208-409-38 for your SMSs. Tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM. Now, um, we'll come back to that uh, in just a moment. But Aubrey, just very quickly, of what significance was yesterday's actions uh, for President Jacob Zuma, especially leading up to the elective Congress in December? Well, it's an important moment. Um, It's it's another turning point in the unraveling of the political life of President Jacob Zuma. Now, I still do not think we have reached a stage where uh, the majority in the ANC, particularly the majority of leaders will decouple their interests from the interests of President Jacob Zuma. To some extent, the, the interests of the leadership of the ANC, or at least the majority, no matter how big that majority or small it is, those interests are still aligned to the interests of uh, the president and will remain so until their reading changes into a reading that says that the president's interests have become a threat to our own. And when that moment uh, comes, you will see a decoupling, and you will see them abandoning uh, the president. Now, of course, the question is whether this uh, decoupling will happen before uh, the national conference or will happen before 2019. Because if the ANC thinks... It will take President Jacob Zuma to the 2019 elections as head of state. It must be very careful because this may be a very risky option. The image crisis of the president is causing an image crisis to the ANC itself. And therefore it means this succession battle that is exciting the popular imagination Uh, at the moment may be irrelevant because whoever wins it 
may not become head of state in 2019 because of the collateral damage that Jacob Zuma has done to the party and to whoever is the winning candidate um, in December. And of course, interestingly, um, a while back, Julius Malema tweeted something about coalition governments come 2019. Over the weekend, uh, uh, Matthew Sposa made uh, the same pronouncement about having to get ready for coalition government in 2019. And yesterday, again, Musi Maimane of the DA uh, repeating that, that come 2019, we are likely to see uh, a coalition government in this country. But we'll speak to that after this break. The battle for three points continues in the Absa Premiership. Rikau Fela. On Wednesday at Harper 7, Super Sport United hosts Bloemfontein Celtic at Lucas Muribe Stadium. Thursday at 6, Mamilodi Sundowns tackle Dikwena at Loftus Festival Stadium. And the Clever Boys are at Bidva Stadium against Orlando Pirates at Harper 7. Tickets available from 40 Rand. Brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM. And thank you so much for tuning in this morning, speaking to Aubrey Machitli, and we're talking about uh, the events of yesterday and what the significance is, trying to make sense of all that has happened. And Aubrey saying that, in fact, this was not an isolated incident, an isolated event, but this has been part of an unraveling that has been on the go for about two years now, as far as President Jacob Zuma is concerned. But I was asking you, uh, before we go to calls, about this talk about coalition governments come 29. There is a growing realization, even inside the leadership of the ANC, that the ANC may lose the 2019 elections. On the part of opposition parties, there is also the hope that a coalition government will come into being and that the ANC will not be part of uh, this coalition arrangement. Now, of course, the specific configuration of any coalition arrangement will be determined by the result itself. But we must go inside each of the party that potentially will, will, will become uh, part of, the, of a coalition arrangement. So we must go inside the EFF. We, we must study and analyze the state of the EFF to look at how inside the EFF different forces, different strands will respond to the idea of a coalition potentially with the DA. We must go inside the DA. Um, if, if you look at my column in the Business Day today, I talk about the challenges, internal challenges, that uh, are facing the DA, and possibly the DA itself may unravel. So the internal dynamics inside the DA will determine how different forces inside the DA respond to the idea of a coalition. The same applies to the ANC. In, in, in other words, these talks of coalitions and mergers may exert even more pressure on the internal dynamics of each of the three big parties. And in some cases, they may add impetus to a movement towards splits in some of them. And just a final quick one. Should the ANC be concerned if one listens to Musimai Mane of late? It does seem to show a shift within the DA moving more towards the left 
and invariably towards that center that the ANC occupies. Should they be concerned about that? And has that been your reading of what is going on of late? Let's go back to January 8th. Since January 8th, the ANC has been talking about uh, stumbling uh, on radical economic uh, transformation. They've been talking about a radical vision for land reform. They've been talking about race. This, in part, in response to what the EFF has been doing. So the EFF has become a challenge to both the ANC and the DA. Now, the challenge for the ANC is whether it will move further to the left. And in one of its uh, uh, discussion documents for the NGC, um, the author argues that the ANC should not try to outleft the EFF. But I think that discussion is still open. On the part of the DA, because some of the uh, flow of votes that ordinarily would have uh, gone to the DA because the ANC is hemorrhaging are going to the EFF. That puts ideological pressure on on the DA to adjust its uh, policy platform. And there is a, a internally there is a, a so-called black caucus. And here I'm not suggesting that every member of the DA or every black leader of the DA is part of the Black Caucus. But the Black Caucus has been putting pressure on the DA to be less ambiguous on issues such as redress, for instance. And they have been putting pressure on the DA to consider a shift to the left, a shift more towards where the ANC is today, that is towards the center. So both the ANC and 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 uh, the DA, partly because of how the EFF has positioned itself, are forced now to consider whether where they are in ideological terms is the correct place. Well, we're taking your calls now. 891 starting with Navari and Mombela. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Navari, we lost you there for a moment, so please just stand still and you can ask your question or make your comment. Good, good morning, Sakina and Prof. Good morning. Yeah, I, I just want to, uh, to agree with Prof on, on one aspect, which I think that is the most important thing currently in the ANC, is that I think all of us now have a general consensus that Jacob Zuma and his Premier League cronies don't understand what they're leading. For a long period of time now, they've been content with their internal structural arrangement of the ANC, but neglect the broader society and what society demand of them. That's why we see today the ANC is suffering from what we call the court of public opinion. Because Jacob Zuma and his friends have been poor drunk such that they don't understand that the ANC leads a broader society, and the ANC is presiding over government. So the challenge we have now is that ANC leadership must actually reposition the ANC back to it where it belongs, where Oliver Tambo taught us. That even if we convince ourselves amongst the membership of the ANC, we must always think about the masses of our people. And that's where ANC belongs for some time, because they're party to serve our people, not party to serve families and cronies. So Jacob's one must wake up and smell the coffee. The ANC is in danger because of his naivety. To understand that this manipulation of the ANC and where it is, other than the site itself. So... I agree with you, Prof, that Mahashule Mabuza and his friends, they think that the ANC is membership that they manipulate every day and contain it within themselves and forget about society in general and the alliance broadly. Thank All you right. very much. Thanks, Navari. Uh, Tulani is in Bloemfontein. Good morning. 
Yes, I'm in front of you. I want to, in, to say that uh, and that demo is spot on. The day Makashula is digging a hole for uh, President Chekuzu. Uh, because actually this thing has been long happening because in 2012, if I remember, we were chased away that uh, the processes were being manipulated by Ace Shula because each and every uh, uh, Congress he always manipulated the, pro- the processes. Even yesterday, if you, you, can, you can check, there were skippers that say 100% Zuma. He always he wanted to counter, but the workers have spotted that, and that is why that's what happened. Makashula has concentrated what. Uh, has done whatever happened yesterday, it was done by Ismaq Azula. It's him who must be blamed for, for uh, whatever happened there. The record must blame Ismaq Azula. The president must blame Ismaq Azula. Thank you, Manu. Thank you so much, Tulani in Bloemfontein. Andrew in Coffeefontein. Good morning. Shakina, um, I'm just worried about the unbiased and unobjective analysis of the prof. <laughs> he said, first and foremost, that the ANC had no control over the situation that prevailed yesterday because it was it was not an ANC event. He then contradicted himself by saying <coughs> the chair has lost touch uh, and the ANC has lost touch in the Free State province. That, that, is, that is a total contradiction. I, I want to reconfirm and affirm that uh, Comrade Isma Khashoggi, as, as the chairperson of the province, is intact with the masses. The ANC is still intact, very united. And, and there's no such thing. The unfortunate part is that because of, 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 of certain individuals advancing premature leadership preferences, that's what prevailed yesterday there, hence the situation. So there's no such thing, uh, and he's quite right to say the ANC is the home of the free state, of the ANC, the free state is the home of the ANC, and it will always be the home of the ANC. And it will always be united, the ANC will always lead in the province. So please, uh, let's be objective in our analysis, and not and not come with a premature analysis that says, uh, and try to ridicule our leaders. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew in Coffeefontein. Well, we're trying to make sense of and analyze what happened uh, yesterday in uh, the May Day celebrations, the Workers' Day celebrations, and taking your calls on 0891-104-208. Aubrey Machitri is our guest this morning. Aubrey, let's respond to Navari and uh, Andrew uh, before we get back to the other calls. Well, uh, Andrew distorts what I said, and, and I hope it was not deliberate. Uh, let me repeat what I said. Those who support the president, including the leader of the ANC in the free state, given the fact that the free state is one of the heartlands of the Premier League, thought the free state would be a safe place for the president. But more importantly, given the control Ace Mahashule has over the ANC, and the power he has in the ANC in the province. They thought they could neutralize whatever threat they perceived against the president yesterday. I still maintain they misread, they miscalculated, uh, because I suspect one of the assumptions some may be making is that those who were in Kosato Colors who called on the president to go uh, are not ANC members. I think it is safe to assume that some of them are. 
ANC members, which would suggest that divisions within the ANC may extend even to this safe area, the free state. They may not be as bad as they are in other areas because, as I said, Ace Mahashule has power and influence in the ANC over that uh, province. But what they must know, and I hope they learned this yesterday, is that any political figure, no matter how senior they are, always has partial access to the totality of the political reality in front of him. And any assumption to the contrary will make them uh, to make the same mistake, miscalculation and misreading that happened yesterday. Well, we're going to take a few more calls. 891 Zbu is in Durban. Good morning. Morning, Sakina. How are you? Well, and you? Right. Sakina, what happened yesterday was not a shock and was not a surprise. But I have a question straight to ANC and Zizikotwa because Zizikotwa are insisting, saying the president will come to deliver the, the message with the, to the workers. The president will. But the question is, what the ANC and Zizikotwa to protect the president in that embarrassment? Is not them they putting that embarrassment, exposing them, exposing the president, in that embarrassment, are they not using the president as a scapegoat? Because the workers, they put on straight on record, they say, we don't want the president to deliver the message. We want the deputy president, Senator Mapos, to come and address us here, not the president. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Spoo in Durban. Uh, staying in Durban, Vusi, good morning. Morning, Sakina. Morning, Sakina. Okay, Vusi, we'll try and get you on a better line. Uh, staying in Durban still, uh, we'll go to Tulani and then uh, come back to Vusi. Tulani? Morning, Tulani? Okay, we'll try and sort that out. Uh, just a bit of a problem there with the lines. As we were talking about, you know, whether... Uh, they could have saved the president, the ANC, and uh, perhaps even the alliance partners from the embarrassment that he suffered yesterday. Well, Sakina, let me start by saying I am not a professor. Uh, you know what happens when you uh, <laughs> wear borrowed robes. There might be a big article in one newspaper talking about that. Um, but if people want to call me professor, as a nickname, that's fine. Um I am sure that before the president goes anywhere, both in his capacity as leader of the ANC and head of state, uh, there is analysis of the environment he is walking into. They do threat analyses. I am sure, therefore, there was uh, some kind of environmental scanning before the president went to Bloemfontein. And that environmental scanning included some kind of threat analysis. And that threat analysis, I am sure, threw up the possibility of the president being booed and his speech being disrupted and so on. 
this is the head of state. Whether you like him or not, the fact that he was exposed to that embarrassment suggests a failure at different levels, including at the level of intelligence. I would not be surprised if someone phoned Minister of Intelligence or State Security, uh, David Matlobo, and shouted in his ear uh, yesterday. But when you talk about embarrassment, we must be careful about what the source of that embarrassment is. The source of the embarrassment lies in the fact that the president has brought the ANC and to some extent the country into disrepute on several occasions. And that is why people are calling on him to go. Now we can quibble about the level of support there is for the call for President Jacob Zuma to go. But I think what we cannot dispute is is the fact that to a large extent this is happening and therefore what happened yesterday happened because the president has brought the ANC, the alliance, and to some extent the country into disrepute. And, of course, uh, there are those who would say, well, why are you not paying attention to the support that was in the crowd for President Jacob Zuma? Well, that is why I am hesitant um, to write the obituary of the president. I have not even reached a stage where I believe that the president will be recalled before 2019. Because the president is not in the position at the same point prior to the National uh, Conference of the ANC, Tabombeki was in 2007. Tabombeki had lost control over the party. The president hasn't. The momentum, yes, since December 2015 has been shifting away from the president. But I need to be persuaded that it has shifted sufficiently for him and his position to be uh, compromised in such a way that he can be removed as head, of, as head of state or even as ANC president before 2017 with regard to ANC presidency and before 2019 with regard to the presidency of uh, the, the country. So I maintain that the president is still sufficiently in control uh, of the ANC to hold on, maybe until 2019. But when we paint scenarios, we must always leave room for a single event, for a single decision that may change everything. So it may be the case that today the balance of support still favors uh, the president. But that can change quickly depending on whether um, they eventuates a single decision, a single event. That changes that. Well, let's take a few calls. 0891104208. Daniel in Pretoria, good morning. Good morning, SK. Hi. Good. Uh, I feel uh, afraid, but it's uh, very absurd. Uh, the president be humiliated every and then, uh, every occasion, in parliament and all that. But I think uh, there is some unhealthy politics that is ushering in, and also the blame should be put on the ANC as a whole as its government has led to successful leadership where the society uh, or the community 
South Africa want the government to listen to the to the people than them listening to the government. You look at many atrocities or uh, many destruction that have been done by the people in the communities, by schools, burning uh, clinics, and the following day they come again and they, they ask for service delivery of health uh, care where they burn the clinics. It means the government itself has not controlled the management of the society. You cannot blame Makashule of uh, failing to control the community. If a child has been bred in this manner, you cannot think that when you make a pattern call visitors, you will control that child. No, the child is bred in this manner. And blame much of it, 90% is on the ANC government because it calls it the, the democratic leadership. But this is not democratic leadership because democracy is brought by the law and the law limits democracy. The freedom is brought by the law and the law limits uh, the freedom. Which brings it, it limits it somewhere. So the leadership of ANC does not take the freedom and democracy in the limits of the law. It led a laissez-faire government, and it is now yielding its results. Thanks very much. Thanks so much, Daniel. In Pretoria, Chris and Peter Maritzburg. Hi. Uh, I think my, my main concern is that insofar as us only looking at the events as it reflects only to the ANC without giving it enough su- sufficient reflection on how does it reflect to trade unions in South Africa. And also my biggest worry and, and wish to hear the comment because this has seemed to be reduced also to Vavi versus Dumo. Uh, and what about the workers, the general workers in all the trade unions, whether you have SAFT, whether you have all the other trade unions, and, and still have the dead Kosato dying, uh, what is it going to happen to workers in general? I also want to hear your, 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 your comment on that. But lastly is the, 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 the in, in, ingeniosity of, of the ANC. It cannot continue trying to point fingers and blame other people. The ANC really needs to look at itself and say what needs to be done now before before 2019. Thanks. Okay, thanks, Chris. Uh, let's go to AB in Durban. Good morning, AB. Good morning. Now, every now and then we hear from certain leaders the expression, this is a wake-up call. After the, lo- uh, the local government elections, we heard it repeatedly, and, and again after yesterday's aborted uh, rally. But after every wake-up call, the leaders don't get out of bed. They just lie there waiting for the next wake-up call. Mm. All right. Thanks, A.B. Wilson in Pulukwane. Okay, how are you, man? Well, and you? I'm all right, I'm all right. Look, the whole thing boils down to say we need to blame Stuma Jamin for all these things. He brought President Jacob Zuma to the guillotine in Bloemfontein. Secondly, he firstly he knew that Kosatu stand is to say the president should step down, even though that was an uh, a Kosatu event. But he dragged the president to the event. And yes, I agree with you against there. This was a miscalculation because people thought, no, let Zuma come. ANC is a stronghold in uh, 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 Free State. Then it's an embarrassment to all of us, even not. As as ANC members, but to all of us as a country. Thank you, SK. Thank you so much, uh, Wilson. Uh, Kaya and Hoffmeyer, good morning. Good morning, Sister Kena. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I, I think, first and foremost, one thing should be clarified, or the professor should at least clarify the nation in terms of the election of an ANC president and the removal thereof. Can the president of, oh, I mean, of the country, I'm sorry, can the president of the country be removed uh, in a rally? 
by a federation like COSATO. That's my first point that I want him to clarify more. The second issue is, what is his view regarding the fact that oh, Comrade Chiasi Duarte and Comrade Mamumbete were are not ANC or state president, but they were held. What is his view on that one? Because all of this is playing at the, at the face of the opposition, infiltrating a trade union, which was supposed to have destroyed the new federation led by Uvavi. Instead of them committing themselves to destroying that federation, they are busy trying to destroy the African National Congress. Thank you very much. Thanks, Kaya. Okay, let's answer those and then we'll come back to take a few more. Well, when Judge Chris Nicholson uh, pronounced that, uh, and I'm not using his exact words, there was a conspiracy at executive level against Jacob Zuma and threw out the charges against Jacob Zuma, there was a rally outside um, that court, and Julius Malim was then in the Youth League, um, said that the NEC of the ANC must recall uh, Tabumbeki or they will recall the, the NEC. And what happened subsequently is that the political decision or desire uh, to remove Tabumbeki as head of state, was given administrative effect, which administrative effect led to former President Tabumbeki announcing his resignation on national television. In other words, all that is needed for those who want President Zuma to go, and if they become the majority, is to turn their political desire into an administrative decision. Now, what is at stake here, just that we don't have the time today, is much bigger. You see, what you need is a strong state. What you need is a strong ruling party governing the country. The ruling party is in a state of decline and therefore has not been able to have strategic conversations about the state of the world and how the state of the world affects us. For instance, against the rebellion by ordinary people in Europe, in America, against the political and economic elites, and what that means for South Africa. Now, coming to South Africa, this is no longer about President Jacob Zuma. This is no longer about an individual. What has become discredited is what the dominant faction in the ANC represents. What has become discredited is the project that uh, belongs to this dominant faction of uh, the ANC. It is for this reason that Balegambete was heckled and Jesse Duarte was heckled yesterday because they belong to a dominant or are seen to be belonging to the dominant faction in the ANC, a dominant faction that has become discredited, whose agenda has become discredited, and whose project has become discredited. And then also, um, uh, Chris was talking about what this means for trade unions and the trade union movement, and it just also to factor in uh, the arrival of SAFTU on the scene uh, to possibly rival Kosatu. Well, y- y- you may have to go back um, to the fall of the Soviet Union, the fall of the 
Berlin Wall. Because to some extent, the responses of the left, including um, the trade union movement globally, uh, to what Fukuyama referred to as the end of history, the triumph of neoliberalism and liberal um, de- democracy has not changed the world. Even the 2008 financial and economic crisis, which was seen as an opportunity for the left to reconfigure um, and re-engineer global economic and political power to the advantage of, of the working class and the poor, that opportunity has not delivered on that vision of change. Which means, as, as we speak today, the left broadly, globally, and in South Africa, and, and the trade union movement, those parts of the global trade union movement and the trade union movement in South Africa that are part of the left, are still struggling to find um, a coherent response and an effective response uh, to the crisis that was imposed on the left by changes um, in patterns of uh, global power globally and domestically that we saw after the fall of the of, 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 of the Berlin Wall. And, and what that means for the South African trade union movement is that if we are to be very reductionist, they must ask themselves why 76% of workers are not in unions. They are not in unions because of how the global economy and the domestic economy have changed uh, since the the, the fall of the, the, the Soviet Union and the fall of uh, the Berlin Wall. And so broadly speaking, the left must find a coherent and effective response to two crises which are coinciding. We have a crisis, in fact there are three, we have a crisis of liberal democracy, hence what we see in Europe and America. We have a crisis of capitalism, but you also have a crisis of the left. Well, I hope that answers most of what you've put across. Let's get a few last calls. Gerald in Durban, good morning. Uh, hi, yeah, uh, 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 Kina. Hi to some daughter. You know, the reason why um, the, the alliance can't deal with the crisis that they're in is because it's, um, it, it, it's it, Jacob Zuma has been singled out as a corruption problem uh, in the crisis, but the, the crisis uh, has permeated throughout the whole alliance. And it goes down to what the Deputy President mentioned, the black bags that get passed around at every sort of elective Congress, whether it's a Casato, whether it's an ANC or SACP Congress. And those black bags are passed around for the long-term goal of self-enrichment. And if we look at any governments, like governments all over the world, governments that, that base themselves on patronage and corruption, uh, taking your cronies to government, taking your cronies... Uh, uh, to, uh, to senior positions in the civil service and enriching your cronies. Those are the governments that uh, have the most instability because finally the electorate does catch up with it. They cannot be fooled all the time. And the reason why the ANC can't deal with this crisis because people throughout the ANC and, and a lot of them throughout the alliance have all enriched themselves at the expense of the taxpayer and they're all equally as guilty as uh, as Jacob Zuma and Jacob Zuma knows that and they know that Thank you so much Gerald Solomon in Mkanya Good day, good morning 
Good morning, Sakina, to Mr. Machiki and to your listeners. I got a very short comment. I think I don't understand the rationale behind the whole halabalu about the president being embarrassed. Because any politician, once or more in their lifetime, do undergo a situation whereby they are embarrassed. The president, uh, Zuma, has been embarrassed in many a times, Mr. the former President Mandela, former President Mbegi. I think we are, like, dropping the ball. What is that issue here? The ANC can continue to lead the country unilaterally without its alliance partners. And the same way, COSATU and other alliance partners cannot make it. So the crux of the matter is that the alliance must unite to elevate the issue of President Zuma to a point whereby we stop doing any other thing that might take the country forward. I think, to me, it is a, a, a pitfall on the, on the, on the side of, of our leaders. We must take cue and lessons to say issues of leadership should be decided in the rightful platforms, rather than to push these issues, because you've got two sides now, both who are claiming to be correct, those who were in support of the president, I think they do have some sense of satisfaction to say they stopped Kosatu from holding a successful May, uh, uh, celebration. And those who were saying Zuma must not present or rather attend are uh, as well disturbed because they did not have a, a successful day uh, yesterday. I think we, 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 are, we are dropping the ball. Okay. All right, Solomon, I think you've made the point there. I just want to squeeze in Cyril and Coxstad. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to uh, the nickname Prof. Prof, I want to put you on the spot here. Uh, and I want you to answer whether you agree with me that the power of politics lies in the hands of the Khoisan, especially the Western Cape. If the Western Cape uh, 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 come forward with the political party of the Khoisan, take their votes away from the GA, then I am saying the power will be lying in the hands of the Khoisan. What is his take? Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Aubrey? I, I think we should come back to the Khoisan argument later because uh, the, the, the Khoisan have a title deed to the entire country, uh, and that is Khoisan art. Uh, but we can come back to that later. Um, Wake-up call. The problem with the ANC and its leaders is that they've, been spreading, they've pressed the snooze button too many times. Um, that's why we're here today. Globally, um, the project of uh, the elites, and here I'm talking about the economic and political elites, has become discredited. Hence the rebellion you see in Europe and, uh, and, and America. But it would be wrong to suggest that uh, the problems of the ANC, the failures of the ANC, the weaknesses of the ANC, the weaknesses of President Jacob Zuma, constitute the totality of what is wrong with and in South Africa today. I said that the political life of the president is unraveling, but that's not the only thing that is unraveling in South Africa. The false consensus 
between the elites about the state of South Africa, particularly the economy, is unraveling. The vision of a non-racial society is unraveling. And at a political level, there are unravelings of different kinds. So, to the extent that we must seek solutions, it must be with the understanding that President Jacob Zuma represents only one strand of what is unravelling in South Africa. The totality of what is unravelling in South Africa goes beyond the internal crisis in the ANC and the alliance. Well, unfortunately, didn't even have time to read any uh, of uh, your messages coming through because there were so many calls. Uh, Malusi Dlamini, uh, this is a good interview, uh, but not uh, factoring in how JZ thrives on being a victim. This only adds to the abused Zuma image. Uh, Mag Naidu says, please ask Prof. Aubrey Machikli if it's probable that Zuma was deliberately led to the slaughter. Uh, I love conspiracy theories. I love them too. We know of a president who was made to read two wrong speeches uh, north of our borders. Did the same thing happen here? I suspect not. Well, that's where we're going to leave it this morning. Thank you so much, uh, Aubrey, for being flexible and changing from the original discussion we were meant to have. I and was we'll, heckled. We will push that one over to next week and come back. Um, if you've seen that article, great. If not, we'll put it up again next week before we speak to Aubrey about um, his take on what is currently happening in our political landscape. With that said, thanks so much uh, to the production team as well and to everybody who participated this morning. And and uh, it's time now for the latest news with Nomsa Mluli.